Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. I'm so excited to bring you this episode. Every day, we have so many opportunities for teachable moments, whether or not you're just starting out in your business, your life, or whether or not you now are at the C-suite level of a Fortune 1000 company. We have opportunities presented to us where we can learn, grow, move, whether or not it's somebody who's a peer, somebody who's a mentor, somebody who's a mentee, somebody who's way down the the rung. What's important is to listen. And this episode is so full of aha messages. Brett Labatt, John King are absolutely spectacular at highlighting how it is better today to be a human and how being a good, compelling human who can listen and who can grow and who can learn is gonna make life, both personal and business, that much better for you. Enjoy the session. Hi, this is Mitchell Levy, the AHA Guy at AHA That, and welcome to episode 133 of Thought Leader Life. Uh, I am so excited to continue to get to know and play with Brett Labatt and the guests that he is bringing on. And I just, it's so much fun. And I assume that you will have the same amount of fun. Uh, Brett, thank you so much for joining us for the month and talking about, by the way, everyone, you got to listen to this. We are talking about teachable moments. And as an entrepreneur, whether no matter where we are in our business, we all need to be open to those ideas of teachable moments. Brett, thank you so much for bringing on such a cool set of guests oh thanks mitchell it's my pleasure and uh these are my friends uh they bring good wisdom and good knowledge uh, to the show and just appreciate you for giving us the platform oh absolutely and brett is the chief empowerment officer of wevo w-e-v-o and you absolutely need to uh check out the wevo site and the things that brett are doing because it's pretty amazing and today we have john king the founder at the cultural hero project and John, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Well, wow! Thank you very much for inviting me on. It's a it's a it's a great opportunity to kind of talk about stuff that uh, I love, and I know you and and Brett both love to talk about too. Well, let let's just start with the lob ball, the uh, the the teachable moments, right? Is, is is this the right thing to be talking about? Is this something that we need to now be thinking about and focusing on? Yeah, I well, I'll tell you, I have a point of view that, that communication begins with listening and ends with speaking. And uh, that really speaks directly to this, because if there's anything that's going to happen that's interesting in the conversation, it's going to be because you created it inside of your listening. So I listen to you like, wow, this is a guy who can teach me a lot. And I had that experience the other day with you. Uh, I came on, we started a little chit chat. And in the conversation, you asked my permission to 
uh, you know, just said, can I say something to you directly? And I said, please do. And, uh, and in that you told me, you know, my LinkedIn profile sucks and you were, wait, no, I I actually say that. Uh (laughs) I I think you actually use the word sucks, (laughs) but uh, but even if you didn't, I got the drift really quickly. And, uh, and it, and it was, at that point where I grabbed a notebook and I started taking notes because the value was not only in that, but you and I had a chat for about an hour and I will bet that I picked up 15 or 20 different things that were a real contribution to me. And I I didn't think of them in the formal uh, kind of lexicon of teachable moments, but that's exactly what they were. I appreciate that. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, I think I promise in a half hour, at least three or four or five aha moments. So 15 in, in an hour, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, you know, I have to say, when I, when I teach, uh, the very first thing that I say after I say my name and welcome and what, why I'm there is what I mention is that there are only three distinctions that I do. And the three distinctions are aha. Wow. So it's a real. Oh, hey, John, you cut off for a little bit. Can you give us the three? I heard the aha and the wow. I think I missed the one in the. Okay. Uh, yeah. Aha, uh, uh-huh. duh, and wow. So I, I, all three of those are the, if you teach anything, that's all you're teaching is aha, uh-huh, duh, and wow, unless they happen in the same exact instant. And then it's called Shazam. <laughs> Shazam. Right. There we go. This is a, okay. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) Who are those old radio guys that used to do that thing? Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Awesome. Hey, Mitchell, do you mind if I uh, ask John a couple questions? Please. All right. Awesome. John, you, you do a lot of work around uh, the subject of leadership, uh, which is probably my favorite topic, um, specifically authentic leadership. And uh, a lot of leaders with influence might have um, potentially some blocks in teachability because they feel like they're out in front oftentimes. I think the more we evolve, the more we learn, the less we know and we open up. So how do you deal with leaders um, when you're, you're sharing maybe information that collides with old paradigms? Um, how do you get people to open up um, or do you get people to open up? Uh, well, the answer is yes, and not always. But uh, in my particular system, I take a look and I say that basically people are playing one of two games at any given time. They're either playing a zero-sum game where there's always a winner and always a loser. This is the game that most people are playing, and most people in that game uh arrange their lives and construct it so that they can be the winner and they can put somebody down and the other person can be the loser. Most of business and most of the uh, environment of business and organizations live inside of that world. There are also people who consciously design and and choose uh, that what they're going to play is a non-zero sum. We're going to collaborate together. We're all in the same boat together. Everybody grab a paddle. Let's get going down the road together. That, if I can get somebody to see that they are actually playing a zero-sum game and they're playing a zero-sum game in which they characterize themselves as the hero and the winner of the game and get them to release on that and for the enlightened 
self-interest and the enlightened interest of the group that you're going to actually provide and produce three to five times as much effortlessly, then people will do it. Not everybody does, uh, but it is a question of confronting the question of what are you willing to give up? And the, the willing to give up, always having to win is right there. Wow. Well, we could end this right here, couldn't we, Mitchell? Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> my weird. gosh. John, I, I can't even tell you how many – Brett, I'll let you keep answering the question, uh, asking questions, but but that brought my mind in so many different directions, and it was – for those that are just listening and not <laughs> and not watching, I'm sitting here, my head spinning because how many people I grew up being taught one person wins and one person loses, and your job is to win, and and you really teachable moments are, are Brett. Maybe this is the better version of what we're doing. We're talking about making it so that we all win. It is. Well, you know, if I can kind. Of- Back in just for a second here, Brett, uh, I, there is a symbiotic relationship between the winner and the loser. It actually goes back to way back to master-slave kind of relationships. And we've prettied it up and we've made it nice and we've pretended that we're doing something better about it. But the truth about it is, is that there is a phenomenal cost in terms of just the slippage and the waste that is in, uh, that is designed into that relationship. And the truth is, you will never get any better than that person who is the most dominating person in the space. We'll never get any smarter. We'll never get any further along. So in this day and age, if we're going to actually move the rock up the hill, it's going to take all of us together. And that means we've got to collaborate. That means we've got to get everybody's intelligence in it. And it means that we're in a new paradigm. And the paradigm is one called leading from your current position rather than I'm the boss, follow me. Wow. Uh, first of all, you're speaking my love language. Um, you're describing tribe to me, what I call tribe. Yeah, and, it is um, tribe. Yeah, and uh, so collaborative, conscious, and responsible tribe. So, John, would you talk a little bit about the culture inside of tribe and, and how you perpetuate that teachability inside of the culture? How do we do that uh, one-on-one? How do we do that uh, in a group? Well, one of the things is is that anybody anywhere, regardless of what they're approaching, is as powerful as the distinctions they have in that particular niche. So if you've got a set of distinctions, that actually gives you power. Uh, if I look under the hood of my car, I don't have a lot of power. I just see a lot of wires and metal in there. But a mechanic looks under there, they can see exactly what they're going for. In the In the world of leadership, people generally speaking, do not have a lot of distinctions. They have a lot of, I think I know something about it and I know what I like. People have a relationship to leadership like their relationship, a lot of people's relationship to art, which is I don't know anything about art, but I know what I like. I often think I don't know anything about medicine, but I know what I like. <laughs> you know, so uh, so if we have a distinction or two, if we understand that it, at, at one stage in this symbiotic relationship that where people are playing this zero-sum game, we call it stage two, uh, people are generally, no matter what they're saying, if you net it all out, they're saying, my life sucks. 
and they're in a relationship with somebody who is happy to have people be in that space of my life sucks because what they're saying is I'm great, you're not, and I have the stats to prove it. And if you take a look at the overarching uh, flavor of business in the United States, if not only here, but in the world, around the world, it's at stage three and stage two, and it's all about a person dominating another person. That's management is built on that. B-School is all about that. As a matter of fact, we've got tons and tons and tons of patches uh, called people who are business consultants who come in to fix and patch the broken stage three, stage two relationship. The real power winners in the game of business, for example, are the people who are playing at stage four. And they're playing a game called We Are Great. We are great together, and we are better than the sum of our parts. And I think this is what touched me about you, Brett. And this is what touches me about people is when I actually see that they're willing to let go of having to control and dominate and say, you know what, let's just let it flow. Stage four is a state of flow, and we want to get our business into flow. I wish we had time on the show to actually just sit and absorb that for a while. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, good thing it's you. I'll take any question. If you want me to ask, I will, but you know. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead, Mitchell. I, I But I, I genuinely mean it. I mean, I have a list of questions. I want to hear some of yours, but literally the stuff you've just said so far, uh, I could literally sit here and, and mastermind even just with myself on on everything that you said I, I, I there's hours around that and actually a lot longer than that so thank you for that well i i cannot tell you how grateful i am to have people to speak to that actually get this and don't fight it and don't it's really a pleasure to talk to somebody who can hear me uh i definitely hear you my friend and i know i'm learning more and more i'm i'm in those teachable moments right now so well, that's the thing. If, uh, Mitchell, if go, you're go listening, ahead. yeah, guys, if you're if you're listening or watching, here's what you got to think about. Um, look at your life, and, and let's we can make your personal life. Uh, let's also look at your business life and ask yourself: Are you really happy? And if you're not as happy as you need to be, ask yourself why. And could it be? Because the relationships you're playing with, with some of the people you're not happy with, are zero-sum game relationships. And if the answer comes up yes to that, well, fix it. <laughs> now, now, maybe, John, you maybe have, have courses or teachings or writings or sessions, and maybe it's not as easy. But, but one of the first things to think about, and particularly if you're anywhere around a place where Weibo is located, going to Wevo meetings and getting exposed to Brett and some of the other people in this community that I'm exposed to, because the game these guys are playing is the game of relationships and physically seeing people and eye to eye recognizing who somebody else is and helping them be successful. And, you know, it's a much more energetic and a much funner place to live. It really is. Yeah, that's so well said. Uh, you know, year, several years ago, you know, you would walk into a place and start talking about this. And uh, 
the person might say, look, uh, I'm not even interested in this at all because that's all the soft stuff. Mm-hmm. And all you could do is just look at this person and say, do you not realize that the soft stuff is the hard stuff? Hmm. That it really is about relationship. And no matter how technologically advanced we become as human beings, it still gets down to, is there something clicking between you and me that we can leverage? Can I, can I, I'll, I'll say one thing and I'll let you get, then Brett, I'll let you ask questions again. Let me, let me make a proposition here, uh, John, the, What's different today than than it was way back when, when you would say, because I remember people talking about soft stuff and hard stuff. And you know why it worked? Because every business ran on hard stuff. That was the metrics. That's, That's right. A, a very simple metric is even though everyone said customer service was important, customer service sucks at most companies. Right? Absolutely. Because yeah, absolutely. That's, about that's the big lie. Who cares about the customers, right? Business school, it's important, yeah. right? My, For those listening, I'm putting up my double quotes. It's important. But in reality, it's always about making money. Well, and I, I like to use the word Yelp as a verb. With the <laughs> propensity and, and utilization of Yelp around the world and in everything we do, we have a Yelp score following us. So if we're just doing hard stuff and not soft, soft stuff – there's a Yelp score and the current generation, they pay attention exactly. to that Yelp score, that younger yep. generation coming through. They're like, what is that environment like? Oh, that person is a jerk. Oh, I'm not going to go work for that company or buy that product or do that thing. And, and so because our ability to track what happens on an individual basis, on a case by case basis, we're now, and having that aggregated into, and this is why I use the word into a Yelp score we're now it's important to be thinking about this soft stuff because the soft stuff now is really the hard stuff. It's what's going to make your bottom line work or not work. Oh, it's just critical. Uh, you know, as uh, Brett was pointing out, we live in a tribal culture. Now the millennials are tribals uh, are, are very, very tribal about how they do it. But they, you know, if you take a look at how they date, they don't just go out a guy, a gal or a guy and a guy or whatever. They go out six, eight, 10 of them together and they all go and do things together and they do them as their tribe. And somebody handles the reservations for dinner and somebody handles the movie they go to and somebody handles the food, somebody hand and they they are literally all leading from their current position and they, and they share the leadership. It is what they are is they are a living, breathing environment of leadership. Wow. When the appropriate moment arises, the leader arises and they just trust it. And they are not freaking interested in the other story. Oh my gosh. Um, I got to share a couple things and then I'm going to do it very briefly because I've got chills. I literally, I'm in Phoenix and I'm cold. Um, and that's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, it really is. As it's a hundred and whatever degrees here right now. Uh, I just got done teaching a, a, a webinar, uh, one higher law, the law of reciprocity, two sub laws, the law of relationship and the law of the mastermind. And in there, I'll just skip right to the um, relationship. I, I had this epiphany. Uh, it's not really a, a, anything new. But even the smallest of particles, they share time, space, and energy. And based on how they interact, they create. And so it is with people. Based on how they interact, they create. If we know who we are and what we want prior to the interaction, 
then we start to resonate and group in tribes. And as we group in the tribes, we start to create. And what I'm witnessing in the growth of Wevo is this awareness, this awareness of reciprocity, this awareness of relationship or the sharing of time, space, and energy, and the awareness of the mastermind that we all harmonically move in one direction mm-hmm. through collaboration towards a common purpose or definite purpose or definite end. And uh, you're right, John, I'm just sitting, I'm thinking of groups in different cities that we have and watching from another view them do exactly what you just described, like the millennials and they're different age groups too. We have millennials to, you know, people, uh, all, all generations right now. And, um, so the leadership emerging from that, um, can you talk a little bit or expand a little bit more on that and how the group continues to remain harmony is just harmonic cultures become like my number one thing. It's if the culture well, is there, then they stay together in the tribe. Yeah. You see, the truth will set you free. And one of the lies, one of the myths, I'm going to, uh, maybe not a lie, but it's, yeah, it is, <laughs> that gets taught in B schools, uh, is that, uh, that the most fundamental thing is trust between yeah. people. And I will tell you that the law of trust is that once violated, never recovered. So if I violate your trust, you may forgive me. You may allow me to work with you again, but you will never, ever fully and unconditionally trust me again. Yes. So one of the things that people, grownups, start to realize, uh, people who have a kind of a pragmatic view here, is that my relationship with you needs to be based on merit. And that every time I transact with you, I we have a meritorious, we have mutually a meritorious relationship. So you're getting merit, I'm getting merit, you're getting merit, I'm getting merit, you're getting merit. When the violation of trust occurs, and it is inevitable in relationship that trust is violated, it just is. That's right. one of the things that occurs like that. I can come to you and I can say, look, apologize and I apologize profoundly. I violated your trust. My first question for you is, do you accept my apology? In most cases, people will accept the apology. My second question is not, do you trust me now? Because if you said yes, you'd be lying. Mm -hmm. My second question is, do we have enough benefit or merit in our relationship that we can continue to work together? Wow. So if it's a trust-based relationship, it is on, off, black, white, dead, or alive. If it is a merit-based relationship, we can build and we can grow with it. Now, here's the amazing thing. When merit is present, trust is present. Hmm. Can you expand on merit? So yeah, merit, yeah, merit. Just you know, actually, I am with you in such a way that you have an experience of of merit or benefit in your life. It, it's it could be intangible. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this conversation, for example, I am having a a tremendous experience of of benefiting from uh, and receiving the generosity of the way that you listen and the way that you interact with me and the way that you're in this with me and that you're in this. You're you know. People get into things in three ways. They get into it, they kind of, they kind of audit and cherry pick. 
or they or they kind of do what I call scramble and whine. You don't understand what I've got on my plate, you know, mm-hmm. or they're all in. I'm in a conversation right in this instant in my life with two other guys who are all in in the conversation. We probably don't agree on everything, but we are way aligned on something of wanting to push the rock up the hill together like that. That's benefit. Wow. How does one deliver, how does one deliver merit? John, I mean, I I have an interpretation of my mind of what that is. And by the way, once again, powerful. I want to extend this another half hour, but no, we're going to, we're going to stay on time. So what, (laughs) what really is merit in that, in the way you mentioned it, what does that really mean? Well, it is subjective. You know, I mean, I, I have to actually have that experience, but isn't that true with all relationship? You see, when I, you know, I barely know you, you barely know me as an individual, but I don't know why, but I feel like I know you all the way down to the soles of your feet. Mm. You know, I feel like I've spoken with you and I feel like what I want is I've got a handle on your ethic and your character. And if anything is going to be delivered in relationship, it's going to be inside of the house of character inside of the ethic of who we are. That's actually what character means is it means building of ethic. And, uh, and so I'm, you know, when I listen to you, I listen to you. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm actually hearing your parents. I'm actually hearing your teachers. I'm actually hearing everybody who's ever contributed to you in a positive way. And that's what I'm listening for. And that's where I want, that's where the gold is in my relationship with you. If I'm able to do that, I actually am also creating an environment which you can do that with me. You said something, now, John. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. I did. Okay. Well, so so the only thing I can say about it is I call it surrender. Uh, surrender is the key to merit and benefit. Wow. Like that. Please, please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I caught something because I am listening and um, – I just talked about this in the concept of the mastermind. The mastermind is actually everything from all time. It's pulling in all perception, all thought, uh, parents, teachers, uh, all input, audios, books, intuition, everything. And you said that about Mitchell, that you're seeing the good, basically the goodness in him from all of that. There's the other side of that that is the not so good in all people most likely, but there is a yes. conscious decision, a choice. And yes. teachability, I think, has something to do with that. So would you talk about that a little bit? Oh, that's brilliant. Because it really is a choice. You know, it really is a choice. How the the quality of life that we are not only living and experiencing, but the one that we are providing for the people around us. We are we're not just social creatures. We are what Edward O. Wilson calls ultra social. And that uh, takes it to a whole other level. And in that, we have choice. Choice is, what am I going to provide? You know, when you, there's a day when you wake up. For me, I was 47 years old and I woke up one day and I realized my life is over. That is to say, my life as 
what the hell is John about mm. and worried about my survival and my fear issues and stuff like that. And I began to realize that, no, my life was actually on the threshold of being created as something else. And by created, I mean, what is it about now? And in, and it, it took me a while to get around to, wow, it's actually about service. It's actually about contribution. As hokey as that may sound, and it felt hokey, it didn't, it didn't feel cool. It didn't feel uh, like I could get one up on somebody, but it felt like I had left something behind forever, and which is the need to beat other people. Wow. Mm. Wow. I, I'm, I'm uh, John, I'm shocked. So I'm going to say this because I, I, I say it's crazy how fast 30 minutes goes. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> and I'm I, I've heard that before. <laughs> whirling. I am. I'm already fast forwarding to the aha moments that came out of this because they're absolutely brilliant. And uh, what I'd like to do is, is, is give you an opportunity to, to sort of either summarize your thoughts or, or say, what did, what do we, what question didn't we ask you or what thought for those that are listening or watching, what should they be thinking about? Cause what you've been able to do is, is a lot of the concepts that I believe based on how Brett responded is in Brett's mind or in my mind, we've articulated, but maybe in a different way. And you've painted a paradigm yeah. in which to look at this that are, that's different. So is there a way you want to summarize it or, or something you'd like to well, leave with other people? There is something I'd like to leave you with, and that is um, it's a term of art, okay? And the term of art is listening another into existence as a possibility. Whenever we are around or with or whatever with other people, we're listening to them into existence. They have, you have no existence with me unless I listen you into existence as something. And I can listen you into existence as a jerk or as a businessman or as the aha guy or as a guru. I want to listen you into existence as some kind of open possibility. And, that is something that every human being can do with everybody else. And I would say that is critical for leadership, that the leader understands that their job is listening. Oh, John, just finish at last. Uh, you broke so, up. So, so the, the, the job of the leader is to listen others into existence as a possibility. Wow. Wow. Would uh, absolutely amazing. If people want to reach out to you, John, what's the best way to do that? Uh, <laughs> that I laugh. Uh, friend me on Facebook. Uh, uh, my 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 email, and I pay attention to my email is John King Partners, all one word. John King Partners at gmail dot com. I'm a pretty simple low tech guy. And uh, with you your Google coaching, John King and when you Google John King, you see a bunch of John King. So yeah, there's, there's a lot. And, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, tri yeah, tri tribal leadership, John King, uh, cultural hero, John King. Yeah, those guys. That's right. You're co-author of an amazing book called Tribal Leadership. So that that'll, yeah. that'll catch you as well. Yeah, uh, Brett, what would you? Uh, how would you like to summarize kind of what what you heard today and? Well, not only today, um, but my previous conversation and, and uh, 90 minutes that I spent with John, which was a huge blessing in my life, um, 
continues to confirm uh, something that just resonated with me internally that uh, the key to a lot of economic and social issues is to really understand and start applying the concept of tribe, uh, but not just, just tribe, not just groups. This is uh, uh, leadership driven and the leader is you. Uh, it's your authentic self. It's showing up, knowing your contribution to the tribe, knowing that it's not about um, you, just you. It's not just about connection. It's actually about the oneness that the tribe actually functions as one unit and, and with many, many parts. And that's why it must be collaborative, conscious, and responsible or collaborative, aware, and responsible to its well-being. And um, this is the new paradigm in the world because the success formula has been fragmented as we evolve uh, quickly with technology. And so I'm blown away. I continue to learn. I learned so much on this from both of you. And so I just want to send my gratitude out. Hmm. And how do people get a hold of you or if they're in the right neighborhood, how do they participate with Wevo? Sure, sure. I would just say reach out to me personally. Like John, I like to engage uh, Brett, B-R-E-T-T at Wevo, W-E-V-O global.com. And let's have a conversation and, and find ways to uh, share time, space and energy together, uh, which is how we grow Wevo in the first place. So, Oh, beautiful. Thank you. I'm, I'm uh John, thank you. You I'm absolutely blown away. I I think in these aha moments, so there's these now I, I've got a number of different uh aha messages sort of swirling around my head. Um and so I'm so much looking forward to seeing we'll we'll take the half hour and, and it it posts live to YouTube, but we'll also put it on slideshare as, as video and and uh, iTunes as audio. We'll do a blog post, but the cool part is the aha messages that come out of it. And you'll be part of the book that we put together with Brett. And I'm, I'm so excited to see what we pull out of this one. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually blown away. A couple titles I was thinking about are, are, are titles that I kind of, John, yours, I'm thinking listening into existence would be a fun title. Brilliant. Um, that a killer. Yeah, that's so cool. And Brett, yours is the leader is you. Yeah. Right. And I, I just, but I, 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 I'm thinking about my 19 year old when you're talking about millennials going out on dates as a group. And I'm like, God, that explains so much. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, I, I got to show you something fun. We just picked this up off the printer. Um, you talked about apologizing if, if you've broken somebody's trust. Uh, we did a book called I'm Sorry. It's in hardcover format. Um, wait, I should do this so you can, for those that are listening, you get, you get here in hardcover. Wow. And we took the the term, I'm sorry, and put it into 100 plus languages. You know, so for those that are listening, you could see the aha moments of I'm sorry in a ton of languages. And we, you know, we put in some pictures and stuff. So this was for me, um, this is this is one of the apologies is, is a guy holding flowers, but we've got a ton of other things. I wanted to say one of my, one of my partners, Actually, somebody working for me uh, made a mistake with with somebody I was working with, and because I, I was the lead, it's my fault, right? It doesn't matter if it's my fault or not; it's my fault because I was the lead, and I couldn't say sure. I'm sorry enough, and it never worked. And I'm thinking, God, how could I make a better? I'm sorry next time. I'm gonna, and I still may for this time because this just came off the press. I may send this hardcover book with a little note inside of it that says, "I'm sorry." <laughs> I can't yeah. think of a better way to do it. Um, that's very so, good. 
So this is very cool for me. Um, guys, throw, uh, go to Mitchell Levy. Just Google me, uh, connect to me on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. Just let me know only because there's a limitation of people. Just let me know why. And I'm happy to connect to you. Um, it's just sometimes I get these requests from people I don't know, and then there's no reason why, and I can't figure it out. Um, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, um, go to ahadat.com and feel free to play with the content because we have 40,000 quotes that are free to use, free to share. If you decide you're an author or a book, my promise to you will be, if you go to ahadat.com slash author, if you start the writing process and want feedback, um, basically fill out steps one and partial step three, and you'll see what that is, and and send it into the team and say, hey, Mitchell, promise you'd give me feedback, and I'm happy to give you feedback because I, too, like to interact, and I want to make you make sure the world sees you as the best persona of you um, because that's what, what best do we have? We need to share who we are. We need to be liked, trusted. Um, we need to, and I love the wrapping around. We need to continually build our merit uh, calendar and let people see us for who we are. So then they could see where, where we can go together. Brilliant. Anyhow, Brett, thank you so much. And John, same to you. You're fantastic. And thanks everyone for listening and watching. Great to have you on another episode of Thought Leader Life. We'll see you at the next time. Thanks, Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Mitchell. Take care, everybody, guys. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thought Leader Life, where I'm joined by one of our thought leadership co-hosts to create compelling thought leadership that will propel their status in their industry. To learn more about Thought Leader Life, go to thoughtleaderlife.com. And to learn more about creating and sharing your aha moments, go to ahathat.com slash author, where you can also find a link to book a strategy call. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.